Connecting your Belinda, Anaheim Hills, and Placentia, one story at a time. You're listening to the Corridor Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the Corridor Podcast. We are a sponsor-supported program, so if you have any questions about Medicare and would like to speak to a licensed independent insurance agent, give Tracy Vermilia a call at 714-271-6575. She specializes in Medicare Advantage, Supplemental, and PDP plans. Again, her phone number is 714-271-6575. All right, I'm here today with Cindy DeMint. She is the president of the Orange County chapter for the Taxia Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell us a little bit what that is. I just found out about this disease when I met you a few days ago. I know you guys have an event coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, sure. the disease, and sure. the event? Uh, well, first I wanna say thank you for having me. Um, ataxia is a condition Um, that three out of my four children have. So um, the process for us was uh, our children were completely normal growing up, uh, played all kinds of sports. And uh, senior year for my oldest son, he started losing his balance and um, he looked like he was drunk and we didn't know what was going on. So we started meeting with different doctors, and it took us four neurologists to get a diagnosis 14 years ago of a disease called ataxia. And in our family, it is hereditary, but there's many types of ataxias. So if you have a loved one that is having balance issues, it could be hereditary, but it also could be an environmental type of ataxia. Uh, When we were diagnosed, uh, UCLA made the the diagnosis, and um, my son started losing his balance, his coordination. Uh, We had the MRI done and realized that his cerebellum is shrinking away. So we were kind of devastated, didn't really know what to do, decided to research, uh, uh, found the foundation, the National Taxi Foundation in Minnesota, and... um, Uh, started the journey to find out that there is uh, no cure and there's no treatment at this time. So we decided that with the Orange County uh, support group and their members and the LA support group members, we would get together and start a walk, which we did about 10 years ago. This is our 10th walk this year. Um, And we're raising awareness, which is the main thing, uh, because no one knows what it is. And the symptoms are uh, a lot like ALS and Parkinson's, kind of a little of both. Uh, But we don't get any funding from either one of those diseases because ataxia is its own, you know, it has its own gene defect and is its own uh, disease. So um, I'm excited you wanted to learn about it. And um, I'd love to, you know, invite everybody out to come to our event. Uh, It is uh, coming up on Saturday, September 15th. It will be here uh, in the city of Yorba Linda at the East Lake uh, Village Clubhouse. And we walk around a one mile, uh, beautiful lake. Uh, there's a, a sidewalk and we walk and we roll. 
Some people are in wheelchairs, some people use their walkers, some have the three-wheeled bikes, and uh, families and their friends come out. The community's been really supportive. Uh, we have Mayor Jean Hernandez coming this year. Um, we're lucky to have uh, Michelle Geely from CBS News. Uh, she knows someone uh, close to her that has ataxia, so she got involved about three years ago being our MC. And, um, and we've got a lot of fun things, you know, kind of planned. So um, we're just uh, hoping to raise awareness. It is free to walk. And then uh, how we generate money is we have silent auction items. We have uh, raffle opportunity baskets. And uh, we, you know, we're just raising money to find a cure. Do you know of any progress the foundation has been making in the research? Are they moving in the right direction? Do you know, do they have a marker for that or? Yes, yeah, so some really exciting things are happening um, on the national level and also on the local level for us. Um, on the national level, there's a type of ataxia um, that is gonna start clinical trials this, this next year. And that's huge that we were able to get some money from the National Institute of Health for the first time to really research uh, this genetic disease. And um, so the clinical trials will be starting. And then for personally, for our family, uh, UCLA on this side of the country is researching our boys um, type of ataxia. And I might have left that out, but um, out of our four children, three of them were diagnosed with a disease. Uh, all three boys uh, doesn't run male or female, uh, just in our family. Uh, the boys got both a recessive gene, a gene from me and a gene from my husband. So we don't have ataxia. Um, didn't even know what it was. We got married and both the kids got the gene. Uh, we happen to be high school sweethearts. And because we're a faith-based family, we really feel that God has put this on our heart. Uh, he knows, you know, where we're going to go with this, and we're going to find a cure. You said there's a your kids have a specific variation. How many of those variations are out there? So what they know right now is there's um, just in spinal cerebellar ataxias, there's like 43 different types, and there's probably types that aren't even identified yet. It's really crazy. Um, there's uh, Friedreich's ataxia, and uh, that is um, um, very common in the ataxias. And our type is rare in the ataxias. And ours is called uh, um, ocular motor apraxia. And we, we shorten it to ataxia AOA2. And AOA2 will affect their optic nerve. So besides losing their balance and their fine motor skills and their speech and their swallowing, they probably will end up losing their eyesight. Um, but the hope comes in uh, where UCLA is researching our type of ataxia. Um, it looks like they've uh, come up with some, some progress and there might be a drug out soon that could stop the progression of the disease they could really stay kind of where they are and be, uh, they are wheelchair bound, but cognitively they're normal. So they could have a pretty good life if we could stop the progression. Um, what we found medicine wise, there's a few symptoms with their ataxia that they'd have to take medicines for, tremors and uh, a little bit for their eye movements. Uh, but our goal is to find a drug that you know will be a cure and so they work out every uh, couple times a week 
and we're trying to keep their, their muscles from atrophying. So if a cure does come along, they could walk again. So that's where our, our hope is in that. You mentioned that physical therapy has really done a huge, um, has been a huge benefit to your kids. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because, I mean, you said there's no cure so far, there's no treatment, but you've seen improvement. Absolutely. Um, I think when, when the kids were first diagnosed, um, you know, obviously we were, there was shock and there was, you know, a lot of emotions that went through the whole thing. Uh, we got hooked up with the National Taxi Foundation and realized that they do a conference that travels around the country once a year. We got involved with that. We started listening to doctors from um, all over the country, Canada, UK, um, you know, uh, in Australia and um, and here, you know, at the institutes here. And they were saying, the doctors were saying, if we could only bottle exercise, because exercise will keep their core strong. And so that's when we came back and told the guys, this is what we have to do. You've got to exercise. We had a great gym they used to go to, but we had a lot of physical trainers that were um, very aggressive, you know, with their, with their training. And what they really needed is just a, a routine, a simple routine to keep, keep their core strong. So we have cleaned out our, our garage completely, turned it into a gym. And we're lucky that we uh, have uh, the Western University uh, physical therapy students come and they rotate in and they show up two days a week and they work all three of the boys out. They're uh, doing physical therapy in the pool in the summer. Um, they use the uh, recumbent bike for cardio and then they do a lot of band work. Um, and so last year where I saw the improvement is every year the boys have done the walk in their wheelchair. Someone's pushed them. Last year, they told the trainers told me they were going to try to walk part of the walk with a walker, and I didn't think it would happen. And I was kind of worried that they'd fall or something would happen. And my husband was like, "Let's let them try it," you know. So we did, and my son Peter, my middle son, made it three fourths around the the lake with the walker. Now he was tired, and he paid for it. His legs were pretty sore all week, but uh, it's coming up. And I asked him so. Are you going to, you know, try to attempt it? And he says, Mom, I'm going to make it this time all the way around. So um, I would encourage people, if you know someone that has, has this disease or they've been diagnosed with vertigo or inner ear or something that just doesn't make quite make sense, you know, get to an ataxia clinic. Get to UCLA and, um, you know, uh, have an MRI done and see really where you're at because um, it'd be good to know. And then that way, if these drug trials come along, you're already in the system and you're ready, you know, to be present for whatever, you know, that, that, that they come up with. How common is this? What are the numbers nationally? So the numbers really need to be redefined. Years ago, they would say there's 150,000 people that have ataxia. And I think that's one of the reasons why... In, in our country in our country, in the world? Just in our country. Okay. And so 150,000, that's not that many. It's, it's, you know, it's rare. And so there wasn't a lot of pharmaceutical companies that wanted to get involved with, you know, finding a drug or helping, you know, um, donate money to research this. Well, 14 years later, since we've been involved, um, the latest statistic that I got from uh, UCLA was that one in 5,000 people have ataxia, 
one in 10,000 have hereditary ataxia. So if you don't know you have the gene and your carrier and your husband, you know, all these people are running around and they're all carrying this gene, there could be uh, down the road so many people that have ataxia. Is this something that gets misdiagnosed a lot? A lot. Um, I have a gal in, my, in our support group. We have a support group in Orange County, and she was misdiagnosed with MS for 30 years. Uh, she always worked out, and she didn't have the typical MS symptoms, and her cousin got diagnosed with ataxia, and she said, hey, maybe that's what I have. And sure enough, she went and had the MRI, had the genetic testing, and she has uh, hereditary ataxia. Is there a lab that tests for that? That can, without getting into crazy stories, I have familiarity with genetic testing from my kids and stuff, but I know there's a, a lot of difficulty sometimes just finding a lab that'll run a specific test. Yes, so when we uh, originally went on the quest to find out what the older son had, um, they put him through all these tests and they didn't know, they were just ruling things out, you know. Um, so they tested him for MS and muscular dystrophy and, and epilepsy and all these things. And it was nope, 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 nope. And finally, uh, when we got to the doctor at UCI, he said, you know, let's do an MRI. We did. And he could see where the cerebellum in the brain has just degenerated away. So he said, I'm not sure what to do about this. So I, you need to get to an ataxia specialist. Um, there's many more now than there was 14 years ago. There's a lot of young investigators coming out of medical school that are wanting to research about this disease because it's even though it's 60-year foundation, um, it's still fairly new for a disease. The awareness is growing. Yeah, and the awareness is growing. Um, we don't have a national spokesperson yet, but there are a few people that, you know, um, at this point want to remain private that are suffering with ataxia um, that you would probably know. Um, and so as far as the lab, you can't just go in to your local lab and have genetic testing done. Um, basically, what you need to do is you need to, um, I would suggest, I guess I'll say, that you go to a geneticist and you decide, okay, is this something, you know, am I going to be affected? Where did I get it from? So we had my parents tested after and found out that it's my dad is a carrier. And my dad gave one gene to me, but I don't have it. He doesn't have it. And so we've had my uncles tested. We've flown people in and taken them to UCLA. The, the lab part of it is the blood needs to get there in a, in, a, in a timely fashion, depending on what it is, within 24 hours on ice or something like that. And there is a, a specific lab that tests for different types of ataxias. Um, we hope there'll be more labs throughout the country uh, that'll open up and start testing for this. That'll help the cost come down. Right. Um, it's very costly to test. Now, for my family, we know exactly what to test for. So the test isn't as expensive. And so as my cousins and their kids are having kids, they all want to know, Do am I a carrier? Am I going to meet somebody that's a carrier? And what is the chance that my child will have this? We had a 25% chance that one of our that our child would have it. And out of our four kids, three of them got it. I have a daughter who did not get it. Um, she doesn't have either recessive genes, so she doesn't have the disease. She's not a carrier. Um, and she had a lot of guilt with that. You know, why didn't she get it? Why was she left out? You know, a lot of survivor guilt, kind of. And 
So we believe that, you know, God knows that when dad and I aren't here anymore, she's going to be the one managing their care. Maybe not physically taking care of them, but, um, you know, she'll be making sure that, that all their needs are met. And uh, I think now she realizes it's a good thing that she didn't get it. And she's married and uh, they have three children that obviously aren't um, affected at all. So where, where does she fall in the family first? So she was the Little, second one. Second. Okay. So my older son, Tim, was diagnosed at 18. He's 35 now. He is full-time in a wheelchair. Um, he cognitively is still very smart with his math, loves to play computer games. Um, and then my daughter, Amanda, was 33, two years younger. And then uh, we had a little span in between there. And then my uh, middle son, Peter, just turned 27. And then my youngest son, JT, is 25. And um, JT ventured out on the internet and uh, met a girl online. And they uh, have been dating almost two years. And they got engaged a few months ago. Wow, congrats. So there's, yeah, so there's some exciting you know, things happening that way. Uh, personally, for our family, the only other um, really neat thing that, that's happened is uh, we had an award-winning award -winning filmmaker, uh, R.J. Hall Films, has filmed a short documentary about our family, about ataxia, about our diagnosis, and his goal is to enter it in film festivals around the country to let people know what ataxia is, if it affects them in any way, or if they would want to get involved with, with gifting, you know, generous giving. And we are going to have a premiere night for that uh, here locally uh, in Santa Ana at the Frida Cinema. They've offered us, it's a nonprofit art house theater uh, here, only one in the country. They found us and, and realized we were having this documentary uh, filmed and they've offered us a theater to show it and we'll be showing that um, on Friday November 2nd and not, there's not too long no it's it's right after no. the walk kind of and um, we're selling tickets for that to raise money for the type of a taxi that my boys have specifically and so they've started their own foundation called brothers on a quest incorporated uh, foundation that has just become a nonprofit and uh, we'll put all the money from the film into their foundation for, uh, for their type of ataxia and anybody suffering with the same type. Cool. Um, how, if someone has, wants to get more information um, about this, do they think, you know, maybe someone in their family's got it, how do they get a hold of you? So a couple things I would say, um, you, they can go to the National Ataxia uh, foundation website at www.ataxia.org. How do you spell ataxia? A-T-A-X-I-A. And if they'd like to personally reach out to me or get a hold of me, um, I am at, uh, there is a couple couple ways. Um, I'm Cindy cindyocataxia.org is my uh, email. I'm sorry, uh, Cindy cindyocataxia at gmail.com. They could reach out to me personally. Uh, we also have an Orange County website, which is orangecountyataxia.org. And they can go to that website. And we've got a lot of resources on there about our support group, about our events that we have going. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook. Uh, we have an Orange County Ataxia Facebook page. So they could, they could reach out to us there. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing with us today.
Oh, thank you.